0: Welcome to Traveling Culturati, where we explore cultures and share travel news, travel tips, destinations, and travel chats. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Well, hey there, fellow Culturati. Javon Harley here, your host and travel pro for Traveling Culturati. Make sure you head on over to the website, TravelingCulturati.com and while you're there make sure you join that travel club i also have to say happy new year (laughs) yes my wish for you in 2024 is for a new year filled with approved leave, boarding passes, and brand new adventures. (laughs) Today, we're starting the first show of the new year off with travel trends for 2024, New Year's resolutions, and I'll also have Javon's Travel Minute, and of course, the culture report. But you know, we always have to start it off with some travel news. How about we start by looking in the rearview mirror? 2023, we had some tourists behaving badly, and we want to make sure that we recognize this so that we don't carry these bad habits into 2024. So I wanted to take a look at what were some of the worst behaved tourists of 2023? Well, in January, it started in Italy, certainly a center for bad behavior of tourists who treat it pretty much like a theme park. And so this year, or in 2023, it kicked off with a very poor-mannered American who was caught driving across the pedestrian bridge, Ponte Vecchio. That's a very famous bridge in Florence, Italy's most famous bridge, actually, and it was built in the medieval times, then rebuilt to connect the Palazzo Pitti to the Uffizi galleries under the rule of Medici. And this is a pedestrian bridge, so that's why it's behaving badly, because he decided to drive across this pedestrian bridge. In February, the year also got off to a bad start for wildlife as well as heritage. In February, a Chinese influencer was fined after she live-streamed herself cooking and eating a great white shark, a protected species in China. She was fined roughly about $18,000. She was fined in yuan, but what that translates to in dollars is $18,600. In March, yeah, we're kicking off the spring, but unfortunately, a Russian tourist provoked outrage by stripping off to take a semi-nude photo at a sacred site in Bali. Yeah, just horrible. And then in April, certainly, you know, social media has a lot to play in these things because a lot of times people do things for the benefit of social media. But one group of young adults got into trouble in the UK's Lake District, the area known for its beautiful panoramas. But for this group, natural beauty wasn't enough, and they decided to amp up the experience with magic mushrooms. Volunteer rescuers were alerted to them by passerbys and found the group who appeared to be disoriented. In May we had a few occurrences. On May 20th, a visitor to Yellowstone National Park disturbed a newborn bison calf after it was separated from its mother and the rest of the herd crossing a river. The man lifted the calf from the river, despite park regulations stating that visitors must stay at least 25 yards from the animal. Oh my goodness. And an exhausted and poorly injured dog had to be rescued in the UK's Lake District after he refused to walk any further. A mountain rescue team stretchered him from the landmark pike, and it took over four hours. In June, a tourist at Rome's Colosseum was caught carving Ivan and Haley, 23, into a 2,000-year-old monument. Certainly, I hope these things aren't carrying over to 2024. But as the summer progressed, tours in Italy continued to damage its delicate heritage. In July, two teenagers were caught defacing the Colosseum on consecutive days. First, a girl from Switzerland and then a German youth. Both were caught carving their names into the structure. In August, naked people, (laughs) they became a problem in the UK sunflower farm. As the temperatures rose, I guess you can kind of think about the song as getting hot in here. Let's take off all our clothes. Well, that certainly happened at Sam's Sunflower Farm. And then in September, the airline passengers who are behaving badly, but sometimes the airlines themselves are indulging in a bit of the antics. In September air, Canada staff forced paying passengers on a flight from Las Vegas to Montreal to sit in seats that were still dirty with vomit from a previous flight. Oh, how gross. I guess all COVID protocols are out of the window. Remember, every airplane was supposed to be completely cleaned. Well, they didn't wanna do that here, but the incident did go viral. In October, 2022, tourists caused havoc at the Vatican Museum by smashing ancient sculptures. That horrific trend was spread to Israel in 2023 where two Roman sculptures, from the second century CE, were damaged by an American tourist. and November, bad behavior continued, and an American tourist was banned for life from the Philippines after he was accused of writing profanities on his immigration form. Authorities said that he had keyed in a made-up address in the Philippines, did not include his full name, and inputted profane words in his entry and the 34 year old was refused entry and put on a permanent entry list for disrespectful behavior. You know, this is an official document and authorities are gonna see it and your name is on it and they can trace who you are through your passport and other boarding credentials. This is just disrespectful behavior. So let's not carry any disrespectful behavior into 2024. Also finishing up in 2023, but carrying over into 2024, is the much anticipated film of The Color Purple, a Broadway adaptation or musical adaptation to film. And it's getting rave reviews and certainly the theaters have been full. Well, there are some real life filming locations if you'd like to put them on your 2024 travel list. From the movie, for example, filming location of The Color Purple was in Macon, Georgia. The Douglas Theater and the Capitol Theater, quite a few scenes for The Color Purple were filmed in Macon. The Capitol Theater scenes were filmed at the historic Douglas Theater along 2nd Street and the iconic Capitol Theater along the corner of 3rd and Popular Street and there were some other locations as well in Savannah, Georgia. Myrtle Grove, just outside of Savannah, co-owner Buck Meeks continuously improves his family property to be camera ready and easy for films and their crew. And so for the color purple scenes focused around the grandmother Oak, an ancient live Oak tree with giant moss laden limbs circling the trunk. Then also in Jekyll Island, Driftwood Beach, So if you've ever been there, you've visited Driftwood Beach to see the gnarled and bent coastline. Driftwood Beach in the color purple put the location to use, showing countless vacation photos. And it can be visibly seen in the opening scene of the trailer staged to represent Africa. And also you have Inman Park in Atlanta. The Inman Park is a historic neighborhood in Atlanta with a diverse range of architectural styles. And in the color purple, from the historic districts to the beaches, Georgia has been known for popping up in films and for the color purple. Many of the homes date back to the late 1800s and early 90s. It's full of beautiful walkable tree-lined roads. So they were great images for the color purple. So check them out. And if you'd like to retrace some of the filming spots of the color purple, you can do so and get some of those photos and those areas. Kenya, the country kicked off the end of 23 with an announcement for 24 that had everyone excited. It said that it would be visa free from most nationals visiting Kenya from around the world. However, last week, they had to make another announcement postponing the visa-free entry that the president had directed for global visitors. Planning to visit will still be required to apply for visas through the Kenya embassies, maintaining the existing visa application process. And following that directive, So until further notice, we are still having to get visas in Kenya. We are super excited about that. Anytime you don't have to do a visa, it just makes it that much easier to visit a destination. But they are looking to change the program to an ETA or Electronic Travel Authority system that is in the process of development and implementation, which means you don't have to give up your passport in order to get a visa. Well, on the horizon, there may be some trouble with European transit that you need to be aware of if you plan on visiting any parts of Europe. Uh, So you want to pay attention here. The London 2, Portugal trains and Italy buses are among the affected. The new year may have some trouble for commuters across Europe as transportation workers in various countries prepare for strikes causing potential chaos in major transit systems. A lot of people go to Europe and take train from country to country or even within the country. So with the Portugal train service, they will face a standstill. The impact may extend further into January, and trains may likely be canceled. In Italy, a nationwide public transport strike is on the horizon for January 24th, and that will impact buses, trams, and subways while long-distance trains might operate as usual. Air travel could be affected as air traffic controllers plan a walkout from 1 to 5 p.m., potentially causing flight delays and cancellations. And while France had temporary relief over the holidays, rail unions have agreed to a ceasefire during the holiday season, but a pay dispute remains in effect. So strikes could resume after the holidays. In Germany, conflict over rail operations may impact your travels. German train drivers are in a prolonged disagreement with Deutsche Bahn over hours, pay, and working conditions. A recent warming strike in December led to accusations of conflict of interest against the German train drivers. And you can expect that they have threatened a five-day strike from January 7 to 11 that could significantly impact rail services. So just be on the lookout for that. Well, that's all I've got for travel news generally, but uh, we've just started selling Japan. So if Japan is on your list, make sure you head on over to the website, travelingculturati.com, and you can see that we're going to Tokyo, Kyoto, and Osaka. And you know how we do it. We always have a cultural immersive experience as part of the program. So make sure you head on over to the site because that is a new destination that we've just launched. And we have been still selling Peru. So you wanna make sure that you sign on for that. Now that the holidays are over, everyone is really focusing and the sales are coming in. So don't delay. So if it's on your list, if it's in your heart, your desire, make sure you head on over to the website. You can go to advantage-intl.com or you can go to travelingculturati.com. When I come back, We have Expedia on the line with us talking about what's in store for 2024 on their list, as far as where to go and what to do in 2024. This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Welcome back to the Traveling Culturati. I'm your host and travel pro, Javon Harley. And I again want to wish you a happy new year. And now, Javon's Travel Minute. I have some resolutions for you for 2024. Engage in solo travel. This allows for self-reflection and discovery. And, you know, you don't need to buy that whole new wardrobe before a vacation. And I can tell you that I've been guilty of it myself. But look to your tried and true staples, those shoes that you know are comfortable and can walk with you for miles. The travel outfit that is comfortable and stylish for the airplane and travel basics that worked in 2023, maybe even 2022, will also work in 2024. So save some money and spend it when you get at the destination. Maybe a staple or two or one or two items to enhance what you already have, but you don't need a whole new wardrobe. Most of those people aren't going to see you again anyway. You want to book more multi-generational trips as time passes. And maybe that's just me being a little nostalgic and wanting to spend more time with family. But these multi-generational trips really are so rewarding. Spending time with your parents, with your grandparents, they with their grandchildren, aunts and or uncles. And it's a whole lot of fun. You don't have to be glued together all the time. But those moments where you do come together are magical. Become a better local traveler. Do the things in your own town that you have put off. Sign up for alerts to events and activities and go to those sites that you've been meaning to go to. Yes, do it. Take advantage of it. It's a lot easier to just take a weekend and have that time for yourself. Use all of your vacation days. Don't leave them on the table. Why are you saving them? Your mental health deserves it. And the B-side cities. I call them the B-side. This is radio after all. You remember, and I'm dating myself, the 45 had the B-side. And sometimes that B-side was the best hit, right? It was something that many people didn't know about until all of a sudden it's discovered But beside cities, those neighborhoods, they have charm, culture, and usually they are the gems or the things that you liked most. Take that trip you've been talking about for years. Sometimes, if you've been planning something for many years, it's time to take it. Because as that time progresses, you make different excuses, you never get to take it. And so, my New Year's resolution overall for you is. Don't live with regrets. Don't make your last days about regrets because people regret more what they didn't do than what they did, even if it was a mistake. So take that trip you've been talking about for years. This is Javon and that was your travel minute. The clock is ticking and 2024 is fast approaching, and you know, in the travel business, you have to plan well in advance. So I have the honor and pleasure to have Melanie Fish, an Expedia travel expert on with us so we can take a peek into 2024 and talk about Expedia Group and their travel trends for 2024. Hello, Melanie, and welcome to Traveling Culturati.
1: Hi, Javon. Thanks for having me. This is really my favorite time of year because it's that time when Expedia, Hotels.com, and Verbo combine all their data to really power some predictions for 2024 about where people are going and why they're going and there is always something surprising a lot of surprising things about what's coming in travel and then it's fun to look back and see okay were we right and we usually are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you mentioned everyone who's part of the Expedia group. Can you repeat that? Because I think it's good to know a platform and the affiliations.
1: Yeah, this is really a family of brands. So we have the Expedia app, which is where you go to book your whole trip. You bundle your flight. You bundle your activities, your car rental, your hotel stay. Hotels.com, that app has been popular with people looking for great hotel stays for years. And then Verbo is really the original private vacation home rental app. And it only offers private vacation homes through that app. They're all part of Expedia Group. I do want to get into the trends, but one reason it's important to know that that is a family of brands is because those three brands launched a new loyalty program this year called OneKey. So you can earn and redeem OneKey cash. So cash value on your next trip, whether you're booking on Expedia, you can turn around and use it on Hotels.com. And for the first time, use that rewards cash on private vacation rentals on Verbo. So that's another reason to know that they're all related. Okay, let's,
0: oh, let's fantastic. talk about trends. <laughs> ah, Well, thank you for that. <laughs> That's great to know. I'm all about maximizing travel benefits. <laughs> so thanks for that. So when looking at travel for the year ahead, where is everyone looking to go?
1: The 2024 destinations of the year are all what we're calling destination dupes. So you know, a dupe on TikTok is an exact copy. A destination dupe is a less traveled, maybe even more affordable off the beaten path version of a really popular, well-known destination. So here are a couple of examples. I'm curious to know which of these you've been to. So Curacao is a dupe for St. Martin, because they're both beautiful places, but Curacao's bigger and has fewer people visiting. So you have a better chance of finding a wide open beach. Have you been?
0: I have been to Curacao. It's been some years, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay,
1: good. Another one palermo is a dupe for lisbon so lisbon has been on everyone's must travel lists for a couple of years and you know what that means a lot of people are traveling to lisbon great love it but if you're looking for something maybe a little less touristy but still has that great food that great culture palermo is an option and i've not been to palermo have you
0: I have not, but a good friend of mine is turning 60 in 2024 and she wants to go to Portugal.
1: Well, always Lisbon is a great destination. And then my favorite destination dupe on the list, because I just went for the first time and fell in love with Quebec City. It's a dupe for Geneva. Geneva is a beautiful place. It's a 10 hour flight from a lot of cities in the U.S. Quebec City is a two-hour flight from a lot of major cities in the U.S. And it's magical. It has cobblestone streets. It has the French cafes. It has art galleries, twinkle lights, a castle on the hill. And so I love that there is a dupe destination for Geneva so close to us here in North America. Those are just three examples on the list of the destination dupes. I
0: really love that. And you find so many wonderful things in these places less traveled and you get the feel of some of those bigger places. But I absolutely love that idea. Destination dupes. And what's influencing where travelers are going?
1: Two big influences on travelers in 2024. The first is tour tourism. I attribute this one all the way to T-Swift and Queen B, And this year, People were clamoring to get their hands on tickets to their shows. And what they found is that oftentimes it could even be cheaper to get a cheaper ticket in a faraway destination and then fly to that destination to see a show. So people are now combining travel with their favorite musical artists. And we're calling it Tour Tourism. And I expect it to continue in 2024. Another source of inspiration, perhaps the source of inspiration, even more than social media, is set jetting. It's what movies and TV shows people are streaming is inspiring them where to travel. So Expedia first coined the phrase last year in its Travel Trends Report when it noticed the surge in interest in places like Paris after Emily in Paris came out. So this year, there's a set jetting forecast that's identifying some shows that are expected to be popular that are coming out, and Expedia expects to see a rise in interest. So I think an obvious example there is the new season of White Lotus is set in Thailand. And so I would be shocked if there's not an increased interest in trips to Thailand. Ah,
0: yes. And, you know, there's a movie that I love with Queen Latifah, Last Holiday.
1: Last Holiday. And she takes this
0: wonderful trip to Switzerland and that fabulous
1: hotel. I'm like, I have to go to that hotel. That's a perfect (laughs) example of set jetting. I do love that movie.
0: (laughs) That hotel just looks fabulous. And yes, I would love to do that. And it is very popular. Remember, eat, pray, love. So many people wanted to especially go to Italy and eat their way through and all the places that Julia Roberts visited in that movie. So another rising trend, dry tripping.
1: What is that? What does that mean? Dry tripping is the name that Hotels.com gave to alcohol-free holidays. And here's where this trend is coming from. Researchers are telling us that fewer people are drinking in general, Things like dry january are becoming more and more popular and now two-thirds of travelers are saying they're interested in staying at hotels that offer easily accessible and really good alcohol-free beverage options so in 2024 hotels are not only accommodating that desire they're really embracing it and they're coming up with inventive mocktail menus and There are a lot of hotels and resorts that are even going all the way and offering alcohol-free experiences for the sober and the sober curious.
0: I just love getting a longer list of mocktails, because you know, one of the reasons I think my husband, for example, does not consume alcohol, never has. And it's like, OK, I'll have an Arnold Palmer or, you know, I'll have a ginger ale with a splash of cranberry and, you know, these kind of boring things. So now you get this great mixologist that's going to create and curate a cocktail or mocktail for you. I love that. Yeah, and I love that the bars experience. and hotels are You still get the again.
1: umbrella in the drink but you just might want to <laughs> skip the alcohol.
0: Like I want to look like I'm doing something and I want a refreshing <laughs> beverage at the same time. <laughs> so what else are travelers looking for when it comes to accommodations?
1: I've had a hard time believing this one, but it's all about the vibe. So rather than relying on traveler reviews that say, okay, the sheets were soft or the mini bar was well stocked or the breakfast was great, Travelers are more and more interested in what the vibe of a hotel is. There was a more than 1,000% increase in the use of the word vibe in reviews on the hotels.com app. So people are actually describing their stays at, love this place. It had such a laid back vibe. Oh, I love the hunting lodge vibe. I like the laid back vibe. I like the sexy vibe of this hotel. And so travelers are getting a lot out of that descriptive language and hotels are really trying to create a memorable vibe for their guests. That's the trend. We're calling it vibe check-in.
0: I will have to concur because when I go to a hotel, I want one that I don't mind chilling in, you know, just kind of sitting with a cocktail or a coffee or just a place to sit that's not in my room. And some hotels are doing like living room spaces and things like that. So it is all about the vibe. Is this a place where I want to hang out?
1: You like a chill vibe. I like a retro vibe I like those roadside motels that have been brought up to date and there are those bright pink and aqua colors and pink umbrellas by the pool so I think I'm looking for a retro vibe so <laughs> maybe we can find a place that has a retro chill vibe and we can both go
0: yeah I actually know of one <laughs> Ooh. it's called the Trixie Motel
1: oh um, yes I've seen it dying to stay there in Palm Springs
0: Yes. And I won't reveal the television show I saw it on. But yes,
1: I, I, saw I it. love I, I saw love it on the same show. I, I love it reality.
0: <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. I love reality TV. But I also follow RuPaul's Drag Race. So Trixie is all about this retro vibe. And that place looks fabulous. I want
1: to go there. Trixie has put <laughs> together a retro vibe, a hip vibe, a sexy vibe, all of it in one place. Yeah, so yeah and Trixie, it's invite us to come see you.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely.
1: So any tips for travelers looking to get away? Yes, I do. So everybody's been talking about ChatGPT this year, whether it's about travel or any other topic. As a matter of fact, the Expedia app was really the first major travel platform to incorporate ChatGPT right into the app. But the fact is only about 6% of travelers are actually using this new technology to help them plan and book their trips. And so the trend for 2024 is something we're calling GenGen Gen AI. It's going to be the generation of generative AI, meaning this is going to be the generation of travelers that are going to embrace ChatGPT and other tools to help make travel planning easier. So they'll be using the Expedia app not only to explore and have that conversation with ChatGPT about, I want to go to Quebec City and stay in a easily walkable hotel with a retro vibe. Then the chat GPT tool in the Expedia app will actually save the suggestions so that when travelers want to go back and book, everything's right there. So that's the trend is that we're going to move into a place where people actually figure out how to use chat GPT to make their travel planning easier. And I...
0: Love that idea because so many times I have searched something and then I can't find what I searched, but I'm trying to remember what it was. And then I wind up all over the place. So I love that idea that almost like a bookmark.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Absolutely love it. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for joining me today and giving us a look into 2024. I love these coined phrases and travel trends, and I'm looking forward to experiencing them myself.
1: I'm ready to start planning my trips for 2024. Absolutely. I'm going to start with the Trixie Motel. (laughs) I'm with you on that one because there's a tennis tournament
0: out there I want to see too. (laughs) Indian Wells. Indian Uh, Wells, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So here we go. Well, again, Melanie Fish, head of global PR for all Expedia brands, including VRBO, Expedia, and Hotels.com. Thanks again for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well 2024 in numerology, I don't know if you follow it or not, I do. I dabble in it just a little bit. <laughs> is a universal eight year. And what that means is prosperity. So if you add up the numbers of two, zero, two, and four, you get the number eight, and eight means prosperity. Experts agree that while, there will still be plenty of challenges in the coming year. 2024 is a year of hope, growth, expansion, prosperity, and success. It's time to embrace a new outlook on life and trust that your experiences can help carry you through the unknown toward a greater calling. My travel minute, I think, speaks to that as well. And speaking of that, Let's talk about getting the most out of something, getting the most out of vacation days. Remember I said, don't leave any on the table. Well, think about the holidays throughout the year and think about how you can maximize those holidays and incorporate your vacation days to maximize them. So for example, January, well, it's already gone, January 2nd through five. But if you had taken that time off, you could have had nine days total with just about three days holiday. But we still have some other days in January. You can take advantage of those holidays, January 16th through the 19th. Again, getting a total of nine days if you're taking advantage of the weekend and of the holiday. February 20th through the 23rd, you can get a total of nine days. Again, holiday weekend and combined with vacation days, so you're not having to take off nine days. You're only having to take off maybe four or five days. And then you can put some of those days on some of the other holidays. May 28th through the 30th. You have June 20th and 21st. You have July 1st, 3rd, and 5th. September 3rd through the 6th. November 12th through the 16th. November 25 through 27, and of course, the 29th, and December 23, 24, 27, 30, 31. You can get even up to 12 days. So think ahead about holidays because, you know, your co-workers may be thinking the same thing and already putting in their time for days off. So get a jump on them. Look at your calendar. Calculate the number of vacation days you have and take advantage of the weekends, and take advantage of the holidays. Now let's talk about some of the things we can expect for 2024. One is train travel. I think more and more people are looking at luxury train travel. The climate is consciousness and fuel for rail travel is more efficient and puts out fewer fossil fuels than air travel. And a lot of trains are getting revamped. Uh, A lot more lines are being used even here in the United States. But train travel is a rewarding way for transportation. So think about train travel and look at those luxury trains across the world that you can take advantage of, even if it's for two or three nights. Private group travel, yes, post-pandemic desire to gather with friends and family have really become a priority. Remember I talked earlier about multi-generational, but also other types of groups like girlfriend getaways, mancations, of course family, or just getting together with some friends, or people who like the same things, maybe part of a club, if you have several group friends that like sports, for example, those kind of things that you can do. But private group travel is peaking and, and is certainly the way to go in 2024. Sports tourism, I mentioned a sports activity. For example, I love tennis and I have several friends who love tennis. And one of the things on my list for 2024 is to travel for tennis. I said I'm going to go to at least two tennis tournaments in 2024, and I'm already mapping them out. So that's something to consider as well. It's a lot of fun. You know, my husband went with his brothers in December to a football game in Los Angeles. So why go to the football game at home? Go to some of these other cities and really have a good time and see the city and something a little different. Best places to travel in 2024? This list in particular I got from Vogue. I wanted to see what the fashion folks were talking about in 2024. So this came from Vogue. And for 2024, best places to travel are Siphnos, Greece. It's the islands that include the Siphnos Chapel. Siphnos is on Cyclitic islands, so it's something that you want to check out. Crystalline Waters, again. This is from Vogue, so it's probably for the very chic folk. <laughs> Grenada, in the Caribbean. Beautiful place. The last time I've been, many years ago, but it is becoming that jet set type of place that you may want to visit. Quito, Ecuador is another place on the list in Vogue. It's the gateway to the Galapagos. Big Sur, California, beautiful place, beautiful coastline, some wonderful scenic drives there. And the Tangiers, Morocco. Absolutely loved Morocco when we went in 2022 and definitely something that I would love to do again. Absolutely wonderful. Jeju Island in South Korea. There are some ladies there that do deep diving in the Jeju Islands, but South Korea is absolutely beautiful. And uh, Bodrum, Turkey. They have some beautiful resorts there. If you ever thought about Ibiza, think about Bodrum in Turkey. The food in Turkey is wonderful. I love the Turkish culture. You can certainly combine it with some other Turkey destinations, but Bodrum is a resort. It's like the Turkish Riviera. So that's a place to look after. Madagascar. Yes, Now, some destinations that I have on my own radar for 2024 and for Traveling Culturati that you can certainly join us on, you know, Paris is never out of fashion. And so we're looking at Paris for fall of 24. Fall is a wonderful time to visit Paris. And of course, we have some Black history in Paris and surrounding areas as well. Another one on the list, you know, I just came back from the Seychelles. Oh my goodness. Seychelles surprised me. I really just kind of thought, why would I travel so far from the United States to just go to islands and I can just go to the Caribbean for a three or four hour flight. But when I tell you that I've got to the Seychelles, the waters are absolutely beautiful in the Indian Ocean, off the coast of Africa, A great combination with another city and or stopover. And yes, you got it. It's going to be on our list. But Seychelles is so rich in culture. It's mountainous. The landscape is absolutely beautiful. So it's not just about the sun, sea, and sand. It certainly is about that, but it's a lot more. I loved meeting the people, learning about the culture, visiting the different places, And yes, the sun, sea, and sand is gorgeous. Yes. (laughs) So go ahead and give it a try. Cruising. You know I'm not a huge, huge fan, if you follow me. But what I have become a fan of are smaller boats, yachts. We did Croatia in 23. It was celebratory. We had our 25th anniversary for Advantage International. Turn the big 6L. Yes, I have to tell you that. And we are going to plan to go back in 25. You know, we, because we went in 23, we won't go back in 24 to Croatia. But having that private yacht is amazing. And I have to tell you, it's not as expensive as you would think. And you're talking about these luxury small cruisers, even river cruises, these small, not the mega cruises, but these small either river boats, which are very scenic, you're always near land, you spend more time at a port, and it's more cultural because they can really have more local guests on board. That's all I've got for you for 2024 and what to expect. However, the year awaits us, and so let's see how it unfolds and I hope that you'll take a trip or two or three with us for 2024. Again, happy new year. We look forward to seeing you and hearing from you throughout the year. But when I come back, I've got the culture report. This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well-informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Welcome back to the Traveling Culturati. I'm your host and travel pro, Javon Harley. Make sure you head on over to the website, travelingculturati.com, and make sure you join the travel club because we go to some fantastic places. And of course, we want to make sure that you come with. Culture is forever changing and reflecting what's happening in the society and with its people. It can be born of the arts, music, food, and sometimes politics and strife. This is... Is the Culture Report. And joining me today is Jessie Francis, a luxury fashion resale expert, sustainable stylist, fashion historian who is based in Washington, D.C. and Paris. And she is a Globetrotter. Hello, Jessie, and welcome to Traveling Culturati. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. You did so good
2: with that intro. That was a lot to
0: say. (laughs) It's my pleasure. So tell me, What sparked your interest in fashion and global fashion?
1: Yes.
2: So it started as a little girl. I used to go thrifting with my grandmother, with my grandmother, and sometimes my mom. And while all the other kids, my cousins, would use their money to get toys while we were out thrifting or at yard sales, I would always look for vintage vogues and just fashion magazines. And it just started this, I'd say obsession with design. I just felt that it was such an art that we all can understand. A lot of times when I speak to people, the first thing they'll say with regards to art is, oh, I just don't understand it. You know, I don't see what other people see, but no matter where you are in the world, you get dressed, you understand clothing and it's an art.
0: It really is. And it's like you said, we all have to dress, right? So if we have to do it, we may as well do it well. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I agree. It's something we have to do anyway. So just get good at it.
0: (laughs) Or at least on purpose, you know, because sometimes you see people that look like, okay, you had no intention about what you put on today. And if nothing else, we should have some intention about it. Oh, I love the way you
2: stated that. Absolutely. And just the state of the world with all of the things that happened recently, I see that loss of intention, but I'm hoping we're
0: scaling back and getting back to dressing with intention. I hope so too. Which brings me to my question, because I want to talk to you a little bit about the current state of global fashion. Where do you see the global fashion industry today?
2: Fashion is no longer linear as it was when I was a little girl reading those fashion magazines. I remember when we had proper fashion capitals, you knew that if you wanted the latest, the greatest, the most high end, you always went to France. You would always go to Paris. That's where you could get the cutting edge designers. And that's just not the case anymore. With the fashion just becoming more globalized, we don't have those one size fit all fashion markets anymore. You have so many emerging markets who are really taking the fashion industry by storm. And it's one of those things where I'd say we saw it coming. We just didn't realize how fast it would arrive.
0: And I'm happy to see it because I do travel a lot. My business is travel and we see those influences but with people with so many different body types skin tones shapes and sizes I'm just glad to see that we've evolved away from this one size fits all or this is the standard that everyone should strive for Oh,
2: absolutely. Oh yeah. And it was during that time, it was very European focused. I remember traveling, I'm not too long ago when I was studying fashion design in Milan, Italy. I often share this story when I lost my luggage, how searching for clothes, I'm five nine and I'm not a model sample size. How there were times when it was so hard for me to find clothing when I would land. And I would always have to make sure I had everything in my carry-on because I could not take the chance of my clothing being lost because I just didn't fit the size, I'd say, the size standard for certain countries when you did travel. And that's changing now. I'm able to shop almost any and everywhere. And as you stated, it was much needed. We needed that.
0: It certainly was. So what cultures, in your opinion, have made the biggest impact currently with globalizing or globalization in the fashion trends and styles worldwide?
2: Yeah, so I'd say it's one of those things now, and this is thanks to or not thanks to <laughs> social media, where we have so many micro trends, where that's something that's new too. I remember a time when a trend was a trend, and that was it. You follow that exact trend or you did not. But now we are in a space where we have so many, I'd just say hashtags. If you search whatever you find interesting, Scandinavian design, you'll find an entire portal of trends that are so based on Scandinavian design. If you look at Italian luxury, you get all of the trends that are geared towards logos and things of that nature. So it's not as linear. And I say that so often because that's truly how the fashion industry had been for so long. But I would say if I had to just say one, I'd say country or culture that's really taking over with regards to trends, it would definitely be Scandinavian design. If you look at any platform and they don't credit the Scandinavian culture. If you look at the neutral gal era, the TikTokers, influencers, content creators who love that neutral, sleek, minimalist
0: style, that's Scandinavian. I would not have thought of that. And when you mentioned Scandinavian, nothing really came to mind for me. So thanks for putting that into perspective, because sometimes we see things, but we don't know the origins of it.
2: Yes, because it gets so lost. And I mean, it's easier to hashtag neutral. Gal versus Scandinavian design aesthetics. (laughs) So it goes back to what's easier to hashtag to create those things. But yeah, the neutral aesthetics that is very much so Scandinavian in origin.
0: And I love those neutral aesthetics because I mean, I love makeup and all of those things, but I don't want to look like I have on. A ton of <laughs> you don't want to look at somebody and yes. say oh you're really made up versus yes. <laughs> someone who looks made up but they look very natural at the same time or neutral at the same time.
2: Yes yes it is a, it's a big difference in that aesthetics
0: yes. So what other kind of cultural elements do you think are influencing fashion designs?
2: I'd say hip-hop. Hip-hop has Always been an influence with fashion, high end fashion, and street fashion. You look at so many designers who have incorporated different elements of hip hop, whether that be the sweatsuits with the logos on it, tennis shoes, sneakers, trainers, depending on where you are in the world, with designer logos on them, the big jewelry, the very much in your face, kind of designs that has always been prevalent, and I don't see that going anywhere because it loops in with the athleisure, a lot of the hip hop influences in design it's more relaxed. It's not as structured. You can get away with wearing a T-shirt if you put a designer logo on it. You can wear a track jacket if it's tailored properly. So I'd say that's another style influence that just isn't going anywhere.
0: And I love style that is comfortable and functional (laughs) because Mm -hmm. traveling, you want to look good when you travel, but you also really need comfort in
2: that. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That is a must to travel nicely,
0: (laughs) (laughs) to be a nice person at the airport. And when you land, you have to be comfortable. Well, I tell you, I've been in the travel industry for many years. I won't say, well, decades, really. (laughs) <laughs> to, yeah, to, to kind of date is. myself. And my, my
2: go-to is 10 years. Everything is 10 years. It's <laughs> never over 10 years. If you ask, oh, when did you get that shirt? 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, how old is your 17-year-old? 10 years old.
0: Everything <laughs> is 10 years ago. So you're safe here with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the days of having to dress up for travel. And oh. it was so uncomfortable. And especially that I traveled for work or for industry, I had to have on pantyhose. I had to have on a dress or jacket. And this was before spandex was incorporated into more conservative clothing. Right. <laughs> so you had ten no give. Ago, you had no give. It wasn't no give. long ago, 10 years. <laughs> so I love that. And I also love the influences of hip hop but that it has also evolved and been refined as well. Yes.
2: Oh, yes. Yes, it has. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of culture is that it does evolve. And when you have younger people in these positions of just spearheading where we're going, it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference.
0: Now, are there instances where fashion can be used to bridge cultural gaps or convey messages or answer questions?
2: Oh, yes, yes. Fashion is definitely a form of diplomacy. And as someone, I was once a federal government employee that was very big. When we would travel, there were certain things you could and could not do. You had to be well-versed on cultural aspects with regards to something as simple as color. We may not see a big deal in wearing certain colors, but it really is. I'd say Black. Something here in Western cultures, Black is typically seen as mourning. It's sad. But if you're traveling to Asian countries, that's not the case. You wear white as a funeral color. So even things as red. You look at red, where here, if you have on something red, it's power, it's bold. But if you're in the Middle East, that's a cautionary color.
0: It's such a joy speaking with you. And I could stay on with you forever, but uh, (laughs) unfortunately, (laughs) I can't. And I know that you're about to jet set uh, off to Paris as well. How can we follow you?
2: Yes. So I am Cappuccinos and Consignment on every single platform, Instagram, Cappuccinos and Consignment, TikTok, YouTube, but everywhere Cappuccinos and Consignment. And I have a website as well, CappuccinosandConsignment.com.
0: Well, great. Well, we're looking forward to following with you. And I hope we get a chance to chat again so that we can stay on top of these emerging travel trends and to know what's happening globally.
2: Absolutely. I am here when you
0: need me. Safe travels. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well-informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information.
1: Ladies and gentlemen.